Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Brussling Unlimited. As right off the bat, I do want to say I woke up this morning, and I think I'm losing my voice. I really think I'm losing my voice. You guys can probably hear it. It sucks. I don't know if it's because I went hard this weekend with um, singing and stuff, because I was working on some new songs and learning some covers and whatnot. Maybe I went a little too hard with that. I don't know, but I woke up this morning, and uh, yeah. You can hear it in my voice, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm still here. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do the podcast tonight. We're going to trek on. We've got the wrestling wrap-up right here. We've got Monday Night Raw review later on tonight. And with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here, June 27, 2022, for the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's story does go, we do have a lot of stories that kind of go together. Actually, most of this all just is stemming from last night's Forbidden Door pay-per-view, but technically there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stories on the show today. We're going to talk about if John Moxley was injured coming out of Forbidden Door. Of course, Adam Cole's injured. All the news and notes from the media scrum, Claudio getting signed by AEW, some upcoming AEW Ring of Honor shows, and big story that broke this morning. Kind of, I guess you could say. But allegations, Vince McMahon rape allegations, coming back to life with a former WWE wrestler actually giving their context on this story since they kind of know what's going on we'll get into all of that we'll talk about all of that here in a moment but with that i want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited if you are watching live if you're not watching live then i want to thank you for watching later on youtube.com forward slash processing unlimited or listening on podcast services all around the globe like twitch nope we are live on twitch like anchor spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. With that, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you got Prime Gaming. All you got to do is take that Amazon Prime account, take that Twitch account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But remember... It doesn't even have to be your Amazon account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your best friend, your auntie, your uncle, anybody, 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 anybody's Amazon Prime account. You say, hey, let me borrow your Amazon Prime login. I'm going to link it to my Twitch. Not going to cost you anything extra, but I'm going to be able to watch this Twitch channel that I like with no ads. Because remember, if you subscribe, no ads. You don't got to watch ads. But also... It supports us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited if you do subscribe to the channel. But on the flip side, over on YouTube, if you're watching over there, you can help us out with a super chat. No, 
not a super chat because we're not live. You can help us out by hitting that join button to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. But remember, you can also get all of that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Unlimited By subscribing over at Patreon, you more directly support us because, well, YouTube ain't taking their cut. And it's easier for you guys because it's only that premium content, that subscriber content. It's not like on YouTube where you got to weed through all the stuff in the community tab where it's like, there's a bunch of posts here. And, oh, I think I found a, a member post. Yep, there we go. So I always think that it's better just subscribe, patreon.com forward slash Unlimited, And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, anything. Why is so many things popping up on my screen right now? So head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something, whether that's a new game, an old game, claiming the free games or getting bucks, whether that's V-Bucks for Fortnite, whether that's Show Bucks for Fall Guys or whatever bucks they call it in Rocket League. I'm going to ask you if you have a creator code at checkout and you do, it's PW Unlimited. Again, that creator code is PW Unlimited. Also remember that it doesn't have to just be on the Epic Game Store, but it could be through the launchers of Fortnite, Fall Guys, and Rocket League on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. But with that, we've got a lot to talk about as far as news does go, and we're going to get into just... Basically, a lot of this is just a bunch of news coming out of last night's Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So the first thing I do want to mention is John Moxley. Well, first, actually, I'm going I'm to switch this up. I'm going to switch this up for a second. So first off. Okay. So we're going to talk Adam Cole first. First, actually. So this all ties in together. So in the tag team title match last night at Forbidden Door, we actually saw Dax Harwood get injured. Now that was complete storyline. According to both Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, more Dave Meltzer on this one. Meltzer did state that they actually did that because they knew people would think it's true with all the injuries going into tonight's show and the show being cursed. And I thought it may have been real. And a lot of people thought this may have been a real injury. And so they did an injury angle on the show because they knew that because I mean, I'm talking, you know, I'm saying the same thing again, but because of so many injuries going into the show, they thought if we do an injury angle, most people may actually think it's real because of so many real injuries right now. So I thought that was clever. But then there was a real injury on the show with Adam Cole. Now, as far as Adam Cole's injury does go, we know that it is believed that Adam Cole suffered a concussion. Now, we don't know when Adam Cole suffered the concussion in the match, but according to Brian Alvarez, he noted that it may have been early on in the match and they just kept on going and then eventually... Jay White made the call to be like, nope, we need to get out of here. Cole's too hurt. Let's go. Because if you watch, and hold on, I'm actually going to try and find a Twitter video. Because there was a Twitter video that really shows this, what I'm about to talk about, better than it did on television. Let me see if I can find this really fast. Um, no, 
Where is this video? Why can I not find it now? Oh, come on. Where is it? Why do I not? Oh, here's the video. Here's the video. Okay. So I found it. So if you watch this video, and this just shows Jay White, consummate professional. Consummate professional. Always looking out for his brothers. Watch. I'll play this and we'll talk about it. So. That's the wrong screen. There we go. Okay. So, got this video here, you know, we'll, we'll go some play-by-play. -play. So, they do the two sweet, Adam Cole turns on Jay White, backstabber, bada-bing, bada-boom. It is believed that at this point, Adam Cole had already suffered his concussion. Yoshigoroshi. He goes for the pin, one, two, no, kick out. That's not the right video, actually. God dang it. Hold on. Gotta be the next video, then, in the, in, from uh, Shining Polaris. Literally thought that was it. Um, did she take the video down? She posted it last night. And now it's not there, which is very weird. So basically, okay, so scratch that so basically what happened was adam cole got knocked loopy towards the end of the match he takes a rainmaker well actually he takes a scoop slam from okada and you can see his head whips off the mat but it was said that he already had the concussion before that then adam cole takes the rainmaker before okada can go for the pin Jay White jumps in, hits the, the um, Blade Runner on Okada, and immediately goes and pins Adam Cole. Well, if you watch that pinfall, and I wish I could find the video, because they actually showed it better. Like You can actually see it better in this video than they showed on television. But you can see Adam Cole trying to kick out, like, big time. And Jay White using his entire strength to hold Adam Cole down. Adam Cole's legs are going like this, like he's trying to kick out, and Jay White's got both of his legs, and he's just like pulling, pulling like, you're not going to kick out. We need to go home. This match is over. And like I said, I wish I could find that video because it was the perfect from ringside perspective, but I, I just can't find it anymore, unfortunately. But regardless, it was Jay White apparently that made the call that said, we're going home. The match did not end like it was supposed to end. And then we go from there. It was not Adam Cole. As much as people wanted to say it last night, that was not Adam Cole botching the finish. No. That was Jay White looking out for his colleague, looking out for his fellow competitors saying, oh, this man's too injured. This match cannot go on. We need to just end it now. 
and Jay White making the call, apparently. Like, the word was relayed, according to Brian Alvarez, the word was relayed to the referee, Cole's hurt. We need to get to the finish. They did the whole sequence there with him taking the scoop slam, then him taking the Rainmaker, and then Okada getting taken out by Jay White with the Blade Runner, and then he jumping on Adam going for the pin. But again, the whole thing is when you see the way that pin is done, it is Jay White holding Adam Cole down, trying to kick out, going, I know we're supposed to do more, but we can't. You're hurt. And I got to give massive props to Jay White. Everyone just sees Jay White as this heel in Bullet Club. But he's a consummate professional. He was a pro last night. He was looking out for Adam Cole and was like, nope, 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 we're going home. But we don't have any other details on Adam Cole's status right now, other than it is believed that he did suffer a concussion. And this is Adam Cole already coming off of a shoulder injury and another undisclosed injury before the shoulder injury as well. Now, speaking of injuries last night, unfortunately, looks like the new interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion may, and I got to reiterate, may have been injured last night at Forbidden Door. So we all saw the spot where they're on the outside and the cameras catch Moxley bleeding. We don't see exactly what happened or this and that, but there is a spot where Okada, not Okada, Tanahashi and John Moxley bonk heads. And according to Brian Alvarez on last night's Wrestling Observer Radio, he was told that Moxley bleeding was most likely from them bonking heads because Moxley was busted open hard way. What does hard way mean? Not using a blade. When you either get hit, punched, bonk heads, something that causes to cut your forehead or cut you somewhere. That's what hard way means in wrestling. It's when you get busted open without trying to get busted open, when you actually get messed up. And that's what happened to Moxley last night. He was busted open, and he was busted open hard way. Well, after the show, Moxley was cutting a promo, and he kept going on and on. He starts rambling at one point. And if you want to watch this promo, it is on Twitter. Follow Shining Polaris to find it. And Moxley's rambling, rambling, rambling. Then finally Moxley just goes, and now, sorry, I don't know where I was. I'm totally concussed. So hopefully Moxley didn't suffer a concussion last night. We haven't heard anything coming out of the show if they believe he did or not. But Moxley did state in that interview, uh, I feel like I'm totally totally concussed. That's not good. Saturday said there wasn't fake blood. That was real blood. Well, regardless, when Moxley bleeds in wrestling, it's never fake blood. When wrestlers bleed in wrestling, unless it's like a blood pack from the mouth, it's always real blood. Whether they blade their forehead or in Moxley's case last night, bonk heads with your competitor and bleed the hard way. The way Moxley was bleeding, you knew something was up. That was worse than just um, a blade job because he was bleeding bad, bleeding a lot, and like just dropped after drop everywhere. And it's like at this point, you're kind of desensitized to it because you're like, oh, Moxley bleeds in every big match he's in. But then when you realize, oh, that wasn't by choice, uh oh. Also, speaking to John Moxley, who became the interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion last night. The original plan for John Moxley was for him to be in the match with Eddie Kingston, Jericho, and all of them. The plan was actually not for Wheeler Yuta to be in the match, 
but Moxley to be in the match with Eddie Kingston and Shota Umino kind of reigniting the tag team that he kind of had with Umino. That was the plan. Moxley, Umino was in that match only to team with Moxley. And then when Moxley got pulled from that match to do the world title match, they still kept Umino in the match anyways. But as far as Moxley suffering the concussion, we don't know if it is actually a concussion or not, but he did state quote after the show. And now, sorry, I don't know where I am. I'm totally just, I'm totally concussed. So if we do hear anything else on John Moxley's status, and if he did or did not suffer a concussion, because remember, he's got to be in blood and guts this week. So if we do hear anything on that, we will have it for you right here, Pro Wrestling Limited, because the other thing that makes me believe maybe it's not an actual concussion is that he did the media scrum, which we're about to talk about here in a second, afterwards with Tony Khan, and didn't talk about an injury. Didn't say anything, but you can see they cleaned him up, his hair, red rooster red. But as we talk about those media scrums, we do have some news and notes coming out of the media scrum. I think it was an hour, almost two-hour media scrum. Let me double-check that. I didn't write that down. Um, Bindor media scrum went just about two hours. So we're a little over two hours. We'll actually give or take because some of the videos online that were streamed started early before Tony Khan and them actually got in. So yeah, just under two hours, the media scrum. As far as notes from that media scrum, Tony Khan opened it up himself and spoke that Urban Door was a success and said over 100,000 worldwide pay-per-view buys would consider this a success, and he felt confident that that's the number they're going to reach. Doesn't know it yet, but he feels confident that this would have done probably 100,000 pay-per-view buys worldwide, which would have meant Bleacher Report in the United States, which you heard my rant last night on that, Fight TV internationally, pay-per-view.com or ppv.com, and buying it on New Japan World in Japan. He said as far as putting this show together, Khan says that he was more proud of Forbidden Door than any other AEW show since Double or Nothing 2020 and praised his partners within New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially Rocky Romero. He put, Rocky, he put over Rocky Romero huge, saying that Rocky was one of the most important people in making this show happen because if you don't know, Rocky was the intermediary. Whenever Tony Khan needed to relay a message to New Japan, it went through Rocky. Whenever New Japan needed something to get to Tony Khan, it went through Rocky. So Rocky Romero, kind of the hero of this show. And that's been Rocky's role for a long time in AEW. Rocky is basically, if you want to call him this, the U.S. ambassador for New Japan. Whenever U.S. stuff needs to get taken care of, Rocky's one of the first ones that they go to. Um, Tony Khan said, quote, regarding him being proud of this show, other than the early shutdown, lockdown, wrestling of 2020, this is probably the biggest creative challenge I've ever faced. But I think we've come through and did a great show. Probably since Double or Nothing 2020. I can't remember being so proud of something that came together so quickly and changed a lot. So it was pretty special. Khan also said that um, he was so... This is a funny one. Denise Salcedo goes, So Tony, let's talk about Cesaro. And he goes, No, let's talk about Claudio. And he said that he actually reached out to Claudio back on June 2nd. 
before he knew that they were going to need Claudio for this show to fill in for Brian Danielson. He said he actually reached out to Claudio about working the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, which will be taking place on July 23rd. It will be Death Before Dishonor, and unfortunately, it will be on Bleacher Report. But Tony did state, quote, It was June 2nd I called, and there was definitely mutual interest. But I wasn't sure if he was coming in here or ROH, Death Before Dishonor, on July 23rd. I asked him about coming in before. I knew for sure Brian was out, but I had a pretty good idea CM Punk would be out. We already had a lot of injured people, and I had no idea we'd have even more on the run-up to the show. Khan, spoke to, Khan said that he spoke to Danielson last weekend, and Danielson said that he was not feeling 100% and mentioned that Claudio mentioned Claudio as a potential replacement. Khan said that he told Danielson that he had Claudio under contract already, and that Danielson was the first person he actually told. So, Claudio had been signed for weeks already, secretly. And nobody knew, as far as anybody not that legally had to know. So, anybody that legally needed to know, knew. But the first person that didn't legally need to know was Danielson. Last weekend, when Tony was like, hey, we already got Claudio. And so, we can bring him in and use him if, if you're not up to snuff. Khan said that he made the call to not put Danielson on the show last weekend. Uh, Jay White was there at the press conference, just answered a bunch of stuff in character, talked about his accolades, yelled at a guy when the thing that he's supposed to set his title on fell over. He put the title down, and he tried to just throw it down on the little stand, and it fell off the table. He's like, hey, you going to pick that up for me? Not much from the Jay White stuff. John Moxley was there. He shared a non-alcoholic beverage with Tony Khan and said that he feels absolutely absolute joy in wrestling right now, stating, quote, that feeling when you're doing what you were put on earth to do, like the absolute pleasure of being dialed in and the pleasure of wrestling. There's no drug that can compare to this. What a feeling to just be out there with Tanahashi. He also said this in his post-show pr uh, promo. He was like, man, there's so much joy right now in professional wrestling. So that was great to see. He basically said um, in the promo in the ring, basically similar to what he said here, he said um, that there may be a place for sports entertainment, but AEW, but AEW professional wrestling rules. And Jim Ross did make a note about Claudio Castanogli is a is a pro wrestler and not a sports entertainer. And I get some took that as a jab to WWE and like, oh, he's a pro wrestler. Now he can actually pro wrestle here in AW. But it was actually a shot at Jericho and the JAS who say, we're, we're um, sports entertainers, not pro wrestlers. Zuchiko Okada was up next at the press conference and he had Chris Charlton there as his translator. Okada said that the crowd in Chicago was great and he hopes that as re, uh, restrictions on crowds ease in Japan, that some sort of atmosphere will return there like he saw tonight. Okada said that there is no language barrier in professional wrestling. As long as he can, quote, make it rain, that the communication between the wrestlers and the audience is the language of pro wrestling. Okada said jokingly that other than Tony Khan, that it's up to the audience to clamor for who he wants to, who they want to see him face next in AEW. That he's up for it and will come back again in AEW. 
Up came Claudio Castanugli. Claudio said that this is uh, said that his familiarity with a large portion of the AW roster and the circumstances just made this the right choice for him and the right time for him to debut with the company. He said, quote, sometimes the stars align for a perfect moment. And that's what happened tonight. I hope Brian is all right. I know he'll be back, but this is just a perfect fit. When asked about potential opponents, Claudio said that he is excited to face anyone and everyone. Stating, quote, I'm always looking for new challenges here in AEW. I'm like a kid in a candy store. There's just so many guys that I've known for years. Orange Cassidy is one of them. To me, the thing that's the most important is that the fans are excited. Who's my dream opponent? I don't care. Who do you guys want to see me wrestle? And here, in AEW? All, all that stuff can happen. Thunder Rosa came up next and said, uh, Thunder Rosa basically was in character and had a lot of stuff to say about Jade for some reason, which is really weird because I don't think they're going to do Thunder Rosa as the world champion and Jade's the TBS champion going back and forth. So this is weird. She also spoke about her gear choice tonight and how she chooses different gear or makeup based off of cosplay elements. Rosa brought up the importance of having different looks so that a variety of action figures can be made in the interim. Khan mentioned that he asked Rosa to wear green for St. Patrick's Day and so forth, and sometimes they just play off of different things. He also spoke about Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, that is, and his influence in her career. And she called herself his wrestling daughter and that he uh, allowed her to use some of his moves tonight, and she really appreciated that. FTR was up next. And both Dax Harwood and Catch Wheeler spoke about their hopes to defend the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships in New Japan and had their eyes on that for a while. Um, they said that that looks like a reality because travel restrictions are starting to open up. Harwood spoke about being grateful for the opportunity to provide his family in wrestling. He said that every week when he goes to work, he uses this, that as an example to his daughters, how she can be everything she wants to be and do everything she wants to do. Uh, Wheeler spoke about wanting to have an, quote, FTR run with the AEW World Tag Team titles. They're years long. I don't know you're going to get a years long title run, but FTR having all them belts and the Young Bucks having the, the tag titles, that's a match made in heaven for All Out. He spoke about their music change and how they were trepidatious about it at first. And then I think it was Cash. No, Dax was like, I was very trepidatious because it didn't sound like us. Tony Khan, man, I'm not kicking, kissing his ass. He's a genius. When he brought this music to us and told us everything he wanted for us, I mean, it just worked and really worked as us transitioning to baby faces. Uh, Tony Khan then said that FTR had become better and more confident since CM Punk actually arrived in the company. Harwood and Wheeler spoke about their singles matches recently and said the, and also the singles match they had against one another and said other than one or two spots, any Brett versus Owen tribute spot were uh, subconscious and they were not looking to rip anybody off. And Tony Khan again went on more after uh, FTR just to talk about different kinds of things and answer random questions and so forth. But the press conference, the media scrum is up on the AEW YouTube channel if you do want to go check that out. He also did mention that he wanted to possibly get stardom wrestlers the show, but none of them were available. So, 
We'll see how that all does work. None of the Stardom wrestlers were available. I know Stardom had a show themselves last night, so maybe that's why none of them were available. But with that, as far as Claudio Castronugli does go, we did talk a little bit about that here from the media scrum, but it seems like Tony Khan first re reached out to Claudio on June 2nd and had him signed for weeks. Like, nobody knew. And according to a new report from Fightful, I'll pull that up here, Fightful does report that Claudio has signed a long-term deal with All Elite Wrestling. Claudio had been training at Flatmax in Orlando, the actual training school from of um, former Tyler Breeze and um, Sean Spears. That's really cool to hear all of that. Also, some upcoming show notes. We already mentioned Death Before Dishonor on July 21st. We also know that All Out will be taking place on September 4th, but we don't know exactly where that show is taking place in Chicago. So we do know that the show has taken place at the now arena, the former Sears Center, multiple times. But there was a banner in the building last night in the United Center that said, AW All Out September 4th. But AW didn't mention anything on the show. Why have the banner there if you're not going to mention it? Which is very odd. Maybe they don't have the arena booked yet. We don't know exactly where in Chicago it's taking place, but it will be in Chicago September 4th, whether that is the Now Arena or the United Center where they were last night with 16,529 fans. Also, AEW did officially announce on camera last night, on screen, they did state Grand Slam's coming back. September 21st from Arthur Ashe Stadium and according to Andrew Zarian of FRW Online, the Map Men podcast, Andrew Zarian spoke a little about this, stating, spoke to a very reliable contact at Arthur Ashe Stadium regarding AEW Grand Slam returning this year. Quote, we are very much aware of the issues last year regarding the concession stands and don't expect the same issue this year. So if you guys did hear all the issues they had last year, they ran out of a lot of food and drinks and stuff because more people were there than they expected, basically. And so they know and they're going to be well more prepared this year. So it is cool to see that AEW will be returning to Arthur Ashe Stadium on July 21st. No, July 21st is Death Before Dishonor on September 21st. And Death Before Dishonor, July 23rd, not the 21st. But with that final news story of the day we do have to talk about, well, this might be a long one a little bit. Vince McMahon. So you may have always heard the story from back in the day that there was a female referee in WWE. She wanted to talk to Vince about coming on full-time. He went into his limo, and he made her do sexual favors. Well, a former WWE wrestler corroborated her story, Rita Charlton's, and spoke to the, a New York magazine all about this, and that magazine is The Intelligencer. And I do have some notes from that, I guess you could say, interview. In a long-form New York Magazine article written by the author of the upcoming Vince McMahon autobiography, unauthorized biography, actually, who is, I don't want to give him his credit, Abraham, 
Ryman, Abraham Ryman. He states that a former WWE wrestler cooperated female referee Rita Charlton's sexual assault accusations against Vince McMahon. Charlton, WWE's first ever female referee, also spoke to writer Abraham Reisman, but didn't want to go into detail about the alleged happenings in a limo in 1986, that night, July of 1986, and this was her first interview since 1992. If you don't know, in 1992, in uh, that 1992 appearance on the Geraldo Rivero daytime talk show, she accused McMahon of raping her in a limo in July of 1986, but because of the statute of limitations, because of statute of limitations running out, no charges could be brought against Vince McMahon because it had been well over a decade. Now, Marco Mancini, known as Leonard in Inzatari, became the first wrestler to speak on the record and corroborate the story, choosing to speak with Reisman now because of McMahon's current day issues that has a special committee of WWE's board of directors investigating allegations of misconduct very similar to this. Mancini and Charlton have known each other since their early 80s, working together and training together. He claims that Charlton took him aside before a 1986 WWE house show and burst into tears describing what happened between her and McMahon inside of a limo with McMahon forcing her to perform oral sex, oral sex before pulling her on top of him for actual sex. The article stated, quote, In Zatari, he doesn't use the word rape while talking about what happened, but he describes something that sounds like the convent... Uh, conventional def definition of the term. Was she taken advantage of? Absolutely, Isatari said. Was she scared to death? Absolutely. Did she want to do that? Probably not. Carlton said that she wanted to talk to McMahon about her future of gaining a full-time employment spot within the company. After McMahon said that he didn't want to discuss it at a larger dinner with her, with other people there, he asked to talk about it privately. While outside getting into her car, she saw him in his limo and suggested they talk there as he was tired. The limo driver, not present at the time. Reisman then wrote, quote, She declined to describe to me specifics of what happened next and then detailed what she had said before in two separate appearances with Rivera, Rivaldo Rivera. McMahon allegedly said in order for Charlton to get a $500,000 a year deal that he had mentioned to her previously, she would have to, quote, satisfy him. That is when he allegedly forced her to perform the aforementioned acts or else be blackballed from the industry. She didn't tell her story initially due to the fear of her elderly parents would suffer health issues due to the stress. And after they passed is when she went public with the story. But then WW, uh, WWF declined to comment on the allegations at the time as they were dealing with several other things as well as well. Big old, what's it called? Steroid scandal. However, he and wife Linda at the time sued Charlton, Rivera, and several other production people and former wrestlers David Schultz, claiming that they were all part of a conspiracy against the McMahons. Charlton is also speaking out now due to the latest controversy on McMahon, stating, quote, He's not going to pay for what he did to me, she said, but she's glad the hush money allegations came out now. Quote, now this girl's come forward. And I'm sure others will also come forward because we're not the only two. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. 
Charlton pauses and thinks for a second before she chuckles a little. She says, quote, as far as wrestling goes, I guess I'm the first in a lot of things. As far as I know, I'm the first to come out with the whole issue of what a scumbag he is. I tell you why I'm, uh, I'll tell you why I'm hoping, hopping on the bandwagon now, the former grappler says. There's worse stuff than that. So, lots to unpack here. A lot to unpack here. She came forward, told her story. I know that, again, Abraham Reisman is writing an autobiography about Vince McMahon, and he spoke to her about this for the autobiography and then put this in The Intelligencer, uh, a New Yorker magazine. So, very, very crazy. And she says that she knows that there's more than just her and this new story about Vince. So, oh, man. Again, a lot to unpack here. But with that, that's all we got for the stories today. As far as the wrestling wrap-up does go, as I always say, that will wrap up the wrap-up. It is Monday, so that means tonight is Monday Night Raw. And we got some big things on tonight's show. The biggest of all, John Cena. Yes, John Cena will be making his return tonight to Monday Night Raw. We got a little, little news note on that for WrestleVotes, as WrestleVotes tweeted out the following, stating, Aside from the obvious business boost, I'm told, that the return of John Cena is as exciting for the locker room as it is for the fans. Cena is viewed as the ultimate leader with his positive presence felt throughout the company when he's around. Also, we do know that Elias, no, Kevin Owens, will be taking on one of Elias or his brothers, Ezekiel, Elias, or Elrod. But they've also turned this match into a Money in the Bank qualifying match. So it's most likely just going to end up Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. But it is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. So, as much as I want to see Kevin Owens qualify, because Kevin Owens is always just fantastic in ladder matches, I can see him losing to Ezekiel again, unfortunately. But as far as Raw does go, I believe, as far as right now, 1245 Pacific, those are the only two things announced for Raw. Let's go to WWE's website and Twitter account to double-check that. But I do believe these are the only two things announced so far for Raw. Let's go Monday Night Raw. Go WWE on Twitter. Yeah, it looks like these two things are the only two things being advertised so far for tonight's Monday Night Raw. So if we do hear anything else as we lead up to Monday Night Raw in the next four or five hours or so, we will have it for you right here. But with that, that's going to do it for the wrestling wrap-up. I want to thank everybody who did watch live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. And I want to watch everybody. I want to thank everybody that watched or listened later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, and so much more. So with that, guys, we will be back live tonight for the Monday Night Raw Review. Have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.